welcome to episode 129 of our SAP on Azure video podcast. Today is February 2nd, and together with Robert and Goran, we are here to talk about anything related to SAP and Microsoft. Hello, everyone. Hi. So we often talk about um, the huge and wide range of sizes of our virtual machines on Azure. We then also talk about storage um, with Azure NetApp files. But on Azure, we actually have several other types of storage available. Just recently, we released um, the premium V2 storage. So in order to put all of this into perspective, I'm very happy to have Sid joining us today, <laughs> who will provide us with a good overview on what is available and what you can and should use for your SAP on Azure projects. But as always, before we um, hand over to Sid, let's take a look at the news from this week and actually um, since we didn't do this for um, the last few episodes, I think there's a little more than usual, but um, we'll we'll keep it brief and short um, so that we can then really focus on SID. No so what I want to start with, um, we had Ralf um, on the show um, where he talked about, well, not only some some cool recipes like like always, but but all um, but also ANF backup for SAP solutions, and he was actually teasing um, his blog post. Um, so at that point in time, the blog post was not live, not yet live. Now it is. So uh, once you watch the video, now you can really take a look at um, the blog post and and read through all the information that Ralph had collected. Um, similarly, on our running SAP applications on the Microsoft um, platform blog post, there were two additional blog posts, one other from Ralph, Goran. Um, yeah, so another one, really interesting one, DB2 installation on Linux on ANF. Uh, so he went actually in a really step-by-step, -step. he's installing uh, NetWeaver 7.5 on uh, Slice, I believe, and Oracle 11. One important part is to show okay how exactly the disk layout man, uh, is looking, and then he went into step by step actually configuring the storage, formatting, mounting, and then even mm. doing the installation. Okay, I think it's a central system, so definitely always useful. Absolutely, always a little Perfect. bit like a camera on block, so going to deep dive. Very so, detailed, step by step. Yeah, yeah. but cool, yeah. generally the most valuable is the database. Uh, IBM DB2 part, so nice, yeah. And the next one uh, blog is uh, again my my beloved topic. Uh, Dennis Padia really uh, he's publishing more in DR uh, space, uh, and he did in uh, Linux and PaceMaker. Now he goes into Windows failover cluster for central services, and basically talking the configuration where the Windows services would use a file share not a shared disk, but the file share. And uh, file, share use, uh, file share using Azure files for SMB. And if you go exactly here, he's uh, on the picture, just short, he's, um, he said basically uh, he used Azure Site Recovery to replicate the uh, Windows cluster machines. Oh, nice, yeah. And he would use a RoboCopy actually to copy directly from one file. You need a two files. So meaning challenging part is actually that uh, maybe full end-to-end -end story to have really uh, synchronization across the region from file share to from one to another one. As we do not have this feature yet for the premium mm -hmm. file share. Okay, we have for standard which are not used for the SAP. So he 
went into describe the detailed procedure how to copy those kind of stuff with the robocopy. So basically, you could set it up uh, uh, some kind of schedule to do it. And uh, what do you need? He described in detail what do you need to do in, on a secondary site after the failover in order to reconfigure it. And it's not much to do, but he did it really nicely in deep dive detail. So absolutely very helpful and very needful, right? Very, very needful. Again, it's not not for the shared disk. For shared disk, we can't do it yet, but with the file share is there. So nice. Yeah. So Goran, looking at this blog post, when can we expect a blog post from you about HA and Windows? I mean, that, that that's your topic, right? Yes, it's my topic, but it's no time. some other stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about maybe some some topics like uh, um, preventing planned and unplanned downtime with high availability. It's come this topic very often, you know. So generally, there is no. Uh, I mean, the end user pro and processes they do not care why do you have it, but HA is not just for the unplanned, but also for the planned, minimized or preventing the plan. Uh, maybe something this direction. Yeah, I'll <laughs> keep bugging you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool, thank you. Great. Um, then moving on, um, the team around um, PVN. So, so I think we, we talked about, we had Uma um, from SAP on the show some, some time ago where we started to talk about event-driven architectures and more specifically um, the implementation of SAP events um, with Azure services. So with Azure um, Event Grid um, and, and, and other Azure services. And now um, PVN and, and the team at, at SAP, they are very busy or they they were very busy and, and created really a really nice blog post series. So, so really um, covering all kinds of different aspects on how this event integration um, can look like. So first of all, in, in the context of IoT, then um, similar like what, what um, I also talked about or Uma talked about, um, the, the whole Teams integration, the different um, um, frameworks that are available on um, the BTP. So I think this is a really nice blog post series that um, talks about the whole um, eventing um, scenario. And actually, this is really something that um, I see now happening with customers. So in the past, it was all architects had some theoretical discussions that we need to go to event-driven architectures. But but I think now we are at a time where I actually see this being implemented at customers. So I think this is a very timely blog post series, and um, you should definitely check it out. And one other topic um, that has been around for yeah over a week now, and I think everyone is talking about it, um, OpenAI. Um, I guess most of you have um, played around with ChatGPT, and honestly, it's it's I think it's absolutely mind blowing what you can do with that. I mean, there there are a lot of issues still, I would say. So so you you really need to um, look at the answers with a um, grain of salt. But actually, um, if you work with it. It's it's just fantastic what you can do, and and if you use it, especially in the development area, um, I, I think this this will completely change the the way how we how we develop and how we interact with our systems. And luckily, um, OpenAI and and Microsoft just announced that we would extend our partnership, and yeah, um, continue to to invest and continue to collaborate um, with OpenAI. So. One of the results of this collaboration is actually something that um, Satya mentioned during the Davos um, World Economic Forum um, that, that happened two weeks ago or something like that. And there is a 
really interesting um, interview um, with Satya Nadella, where, where he talks in general about Microsoft positions and Microsoft's um, take on, on, on the current world situation, stuff like that, and how um, he sees uh, the, the future and Microsoft in, in, in involvement there. And, and he also specifically talks about OpenAI and, and how the infusion of all these AI um, functionalities in Azure, in Office, in, in, in the whole Power Platform um, will dramatically change how users are actually interacting um, yeah, with, with software. And then in the in the same forum, there was also an interview. Um, it is in German, but uh, it, it's definitely worth uh, listening to um, with the CEO of SAP, Christian Klein. And um, basically a similar discussion, but obviously now with a view from, from SAP. And what was for me really interesting was also Christian's statement around, again, OpenAI. Um, I mean, obviously there, there was this question how SAP is, is, is thinking and using about OpenAI. And, and Christian clearly said, well, look, um, SAP has been working with Microsoft on these topics for, for a long time. And, and obviously we are, I mean, obviously uh, I, I cannot <laughs> reveal too much there, but, but we are working very closely with SAP and there are really some, some amazing things happening also um, in our collaboration around OpenAI with SAP. So um, if you have time, um, this one is a little shorter than, than the one from Satya, but it's also definitely worth um, to watch. Now, moving on, um, it's Gartner metric quadrant season. And um, just two days ago or something like that, um, there was the Gartner metric quadrant for IPaaS released and um, interesting or not interesting um, SAP is clearly here in the in the leader quadrant. So um, um, obviously with the SAP um, CPI the, or the cloud integration suite um, that is available on BTP, I think that is um, clearly one of the reasons why SAP is so um, strong in this area. We, we also obviously see, or luckily we also see Microsoft here with the Azure integration services. But I think it's it's um, great to see that both Microsoft and SAP are really here um, in the in the leader quadrant. Speaking of these magic quadrants, um, if we take a look at the low-code area, so enterprise low-code application platforms, um, there it's also great to see Microsoft in the leader quadrant. So um, with the whole power platform, um, yeah, I think Microsoft is extremely well positioned um, to yeah, have a very strong play here in the, in the low-code area. Obviously, as you know, as we've talked about several times, um, also with the Power Platform, you can very well integrate in SAP. So, so that's something that we see with a lot, a lot of customers that they're using the Power Platform to integrate in, in SAP. And actually, one of our colleagues, um, Ronald Knienieder, ha has um, written a really nice um, article on LinkedIn on a SAP and Power Apps use case for truck compliance. And it's a it's a really cool, interesting story because he... he, he, he uh, starts on, on on the journey like there, there's a paper-based process on on how to secure and how to document how um you you load a truck and then he, he talks about how you can make this much more compliant by using a simple app so so here um, an app that could be available on an ipad that the trucker um can use and and um, instead of filling out papers they can just use this this power app to fill in um, all the relevant information to to take pictures and and document um, these information to sign the documents and it's it's a really nice um, sh um, use case that shows how easy and and how helpful 
the combination of the SAP of the Microsoft Power Platform um, with SAP is. So I think that that is um, definitely something um, to to check out. Um, one or uh, yeah, almost the last one, but but um, definitely a very very important one. Um, our Martin Pankratz has published another um, blog post. I actually don't know which number we are. So so Martin is really um, expanding this series of um, private link, and this time he's focusing on Azure Cosmos DB with private link. And that's actually a really really cool scenario because now. Um, from the the, um, the business technology platform, you can now connect to Azure Cosmos DB services via private link, and and obviously that that opens up again some some really cool and integrating uh, inter interesting integration scenarios. And he is very very busy um, uh, working also with with other colleagues um, um, to to improve the whole experience, how to deploy, how to install this scenario, how to set up it and configure it. So if you are interested in, in using Cosmos DB in your, your scenarios, um, you should definitely um, check out the blog post here from, from Martin. And as always, um, everything is documented um, in on, on, on GitHub, so we can easily um, get started with this. Final one before we hand over um, to Sid is something that I, um, again, personally was, was very much um, involved. So I'm really happy um, to see this. Um, the SAP S4HANA, um, app in Teams is now available on the um, Teams App Store. So if you go to the link here or if you search for it, um, you should be able to install it in your um, Teams environment. And if you have, I mean, right now this you, you have to have an SAP S4HANA Cloud Public Edition system, then you can really enable this experience. Um, I think we, we talked about this in the past, that you can share links directly from your S4HANA system in Teams, and um, as we said, this is this is just the starting point, and we'll we'll um, definitely see more of that um, going forward. I mean, right now you, you can share um, if you have your Svahana screen, you can just share this now in Teams, but um, there's there's definitely more to come. So that was a quick fast rundown. I, I hope some of the news was interesting um, to you here. So with that, um, let's um, hand over to Sid. Um, so, Sid, maybe you can start by introducing yourself. Um, what are you doing at Microsoft? And then I'm I'm really looking forward to your presentation. Sure. Hey, thanks, Solgar. Hi, Robert and Govan. Uh, thanks for having me here. Uh, I am a principal product manager at Microsoft. So I basically wear two hats. Uh, uh, one of it is uh, I own the SAP and Azure Storage Roadmap Strategy and uh, those products, the company product line. And uh, I also uh, run our uh, most critical uh, M-series uh, software and the control plane under the umbrella of mission critical platforms. So uh, all features that uh, improves the reliability, uh, all features that improves our, uh, uh, I would say, flexibility and availability of M-series platform. I think that, uh, you know, it's under, in, in, it's in my portfolio. Uh, I think Perfect. we'll be talking. Uh, I'll be. I think we'll be talking about uh, the storage today. I think I'm looking forward to coming back and chatting more about all the great stuff that I, that we're doing with M series uh, on the software part of it. So a lot of exciting uh, uh, news on the M series coming up uh, uh, later this year as well. We should definitely do that. Uh, we should definitely do this. I mean, we we. Um, I think when Jurgen Thomas had uh, joined us for the closing of 2022, basically. 
he also talked about the 24 or almost 24 terabytes um, virtual machines that we have now that where we where we have some customers live on this already and um, maybe it would be really fantastic yeah to to have you in one of our next um, um, episodes to talk about M series in general I think that would be really great absolutely I think uh, all the uh, heavy lifting that you have been doing for the last uh, uh, 18 to 36 months is coming to kind of uh, a, a nice culmination uh, over the uh, next few months so definitely uh, you know uh, in a few months, I think we should come back and like touch upon all the uh, 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 good stuff that we're releasing for our customers. Perfect. Let, let's do that. We'll, we'll find a slot. Sounds great. Yeah. I, know good, but as you said. Uh, I know you guys are loaded all the time, so uh, <laughs> definitely we'll start working to find a slot. You know, this is a very popular show, I can tell you that. Perfect. Good. But but now today we want to focus on storage. Um, sure. So should I share your presentation? Absolutely. Go ahead and share the presentation. I'll give a little bit of an overview uh, about uh, uh, the storage and the storage offerings that we have, and we can talk about all the good stuff uh, uh, that's coming up in the next uh, uh, few months. So I think uh, it'll be a good start. Perfect. And I, I like that actually, SAP certified storage, because that already implies, um, I mean, we have a lot of storage, but not everything is allowed to be used in an SAP system. So, so we're, we're mainly really talking about certified um, storage for SAP workload here. Absolutely. I mean, anything and everything uh, will have to pass our SAP benchmarks and SAP scrutiny. And uh, our SAP workload by, by nature, I think uh, one of the key elements is storage. And uh, there are some very hard uh, uh, requirements from SAP side, especially with the HANA uh, side of it, uh, what, uh, which we need to satisfy uh, mm -hmm. for SAP to say, okay, hey, it's good to go. And uh, given the nature of the public cloud, uh, and uh, uh, you know, it's like you know, it's always available. It's like always expansive and other stuff. We still have to work around those parameters and requirements uh, to ensure that uh, SAP workloads can run really comfortably on yeah. uh, uh, on the public cloud. In this context, is Azure. Um, and most customers are increasingly uh, realizing that, okay, hey, one of the key uh, uh, construct uh, for uh, uh, running SAP infrastructure on uh, on, uh, on Azure is storage. And mm -hmm. uh, it, it does come, so computers like sizes, right? Memory size, et cetera, relatively, and I would say uh, a straightforward choice. Not an easy choice, straightforward, relatively easier. Um, so, uh, but storage it come, can come with like few combinations, and I like to kind of like throw more clarity uh, to uh, empower our customers and partners make decision. So, with that being said, uh, I think uh, let me start from the far uh, left on my screen. Uh, standard HDD and uh, standard uh, SSD. Uh, typically, we don't recommend either of the storage to be used to in tandem with M series. Um, uh, so M series are most uh, 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 critical uh, uh, offering with respect to SAP compute. So neither of these storage, I think, we recommend to use for uh, 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 M series. Rather, we discourage for a large part of it. Uh, that's more for uh, uh, non-production or kind of like a playground system. Um, so uh, customers would like to you know, get things started there. I think uh, for for the in starting in D series or E series VMs, I think attach this and play around a bit. 
Um, sometimes standard S uh, SSD can be used for storing some of the backups, etc. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know the restore process can take a quite a bit if you're looking for a quick restore. So uh, need to be thoughtful about uh, um, you know how we choose those. And uh, those standard ratings are available. Uh, you know how much high ops in each of these uh, disks, etc. is uh, available. And also you have to kind of like ensure that uh, you mix and match it with the VM uh, throughput as well. So uh, uh, I think that's something to keep in mind so those ratings are available so um i think uh, um, um for for pretty much uh, uh for backup is where i think standard ssd comes into play and like you know for have a, a very small system running or you want to just like get started with something you can do that but mm -hmm. having said that uh, most of the customers in our platform uh, uh, prefer uh, premium SSD for their production workloads and even for the non-production, critical non-production workloads. So we are uh, pre-prod, even QA, I think that's where customers, are, uh, uh, customers use uh, premium SSD. Uh, I would say it's, uh, it's a core of our offering. And, uh, you know, uh, today it can go up to 32 terabyte and uh, it can go uh, roughly about 20,000 IOPS per disk. Uh, write latency is uh, uh, is uh, even on a vanilla premium disk is uh, is uh, is uh, really good. Uh, you know, uh, um, you know something in order of a, a millisecond. Uh, but with write accelerator, it can be like really really fast. So I think that's something to keep in mind. Uh, so our certified configuration, for especially for log disk, is to use a write accelerator. Data disk, you're good to go without the write accelerator. Um, and for production backup, I think, uh, as I said, uh, uh, I think backup is one part of it, but like restore is the other part of it. And for restore, there's a lot of reads and uh, that happens, especially there's a lot of throughput and IOPS that are pumped into the disk. And uh, for production uh, um, uh, usage, we always recommend using premium SSDs. The next evolving uh, aspect of our premium SD, premium SD V2. So in this uh, particular configuration, premium V2, I think we hand over a lot of power back to our customers. Uh, for the SSD, premium SSD comes with pre-baked uh, IOPS and uh, uh, throughput. Of course, you can burst it with bursting credits and other uh, aspects, uh, but to, to have more uh, uh, configurable IOPS and throughput, I think that's one of a key element with uh, uh, premium SSD. And you can also configure a little bit of a toggle that you want to go with the sizes of the disk. Uh, so that eliminates the requirement to do striping at some cases for both throughput, et cetera. So I think uh, uh, premium SSD is definitely the future uh, of our uh, uh, offering. And uh, once we talk a little bit more about what's there in the roadmap for premium SSD V2, um, and, uh, um, and and we'll see what's coming up, when to use, and like in which scenarios it's applicable. Mostly all scenarios, the end state of premium SSD V2 is uh, all scenarios SAP. Uh, if you'd like to use, especially for database workloads, I think that's where it's going to be supported. Uh, one key element also to note is, uh, um, you know, you don't have to use any uh, write accelerator uh, if you have to use premium STV2. Uh, uh, so I think uh, that comes with a little bit of a loaded uh, uh, latency aspect of it. You can still go use write accelerator if you want like ultra, ultra low uh, uh, latency at some point in time. Uh, uh, you know, uh, we don't. Uh, uh, we'll 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 let the customers know and partners know when you can use write accelerator with premium STV2. Uh, with ultra disk, uh, uh, it is for uh, uh, again super uh, uh, high fidelity workloads. Uh, when I call that, it's that uh, ultra high performance, ultra high throughput. Uh, if you want uh, customers like you know running like. Uh, 
uh, you know, like tens of terabytes of the production system. Mm -hmm. They would like to have a storage that supports that. I think uh, that's where I think our niche offering on Ultradisk exists today. Again, it comes with, uh, uh, you know, a dynamic scaling of IOPS and throughput. Uh, so I think uh, uh, that's again, a very niche offering, put, put, put it that way. So coming back to Azure NetApp files. So it, it is uh, a first party offering in uh, partnership with NetApp. And uh, we are the only cloud, Azure is the only cloud that allows or that, you know, certified by SAP for uh, um, uh, HANA scale out of the standby node. So uh, I think that is powered by the NetApp configuration, like basically there's an NFS protocol that powers that. So typically with iSCSI or even any NVMe disk, right, uh, um, you know, that is that, that comes with other great uh, uh, benefits. But with respect to the standby node configuration, you need the NFS protocol to work. So I think uh, um, that's something that uh, for AWS and uh, uh, you know HANA scale sometimes customers use a lot. One another scenario uh, uh, I think where customers love about using our uh, Azure NetApp offering is uh, snapshot, rapid snapshot, mm -hmm. replication, restore, cloning, and all those aspects of it is uh, really, really uh, 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 um, easy and flexible. And that's the, I mean, it is more to do with how the protocol works and like, you know, uh, uh, and, uh, 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 you know, that, that comes with also like a lot of innovation comes with NetApp itself, who has been in the industry for a long time. And, uh, uh, you know, that's where uh, customers tend to use, uh, um, you know, uh, Azure NetApp files. Mm -hmm. One thing which is actually missing in this particular slide, I think in more the next slide is uh, our, uh, we spoke a lot about our, our, our database layer, where premium SSD V1, V2, NetApp, and Ultradisk come into play quite a bit. Um, um, but for the application layer, uh, today we're using for Windows mostly around, uh, uh, you know, SOFS or even, you know, uh, you know Azure files, etc. Uh, for uh, NFS, I think uh, customers use Azure NetApp files and also, uh, uh, you know, a traditional, uh, I would say, NFS uh, uh, VMs and like, you know, and then you push in the chat, etc. We made everything easy uh, a couple of years back for the especially application layer perspective, uh, where we came up with our uh, SAP uh, uh, I would say you know, files for NFS uh, um, and uh, uh, for both application layer uh, and for interface directories, I think uh, uh, this can be used. Um, we are making uh, significant strides and uh, uh, um, I would say product features will come in the next uh, you know, a few months to make it, uh, uh, I would say, even better. Mm -hmm. um, so today, I think uh, if we have to touch up about the roadmap, uh, um, snapshot support, and uh, you know, uh, and uh, an Azure backup integration. I think those things are coming up as the roadmap for uh, Azure uh, uh, files. So uh, we are we are definitely seeing a lot more customers adopt this because of the ease of use, etc. Yeah. Using in like traditional, you know, having VM solution, NFS server, and like and then uh, and um, and mounting your NFS shares in the production VM. I think it 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 kind of introduces additional layer of complexity. I think this architecture makes it really simple for especially for SAP MND transport and interface directory. And especially so, across the zones, right? Because it's really zonal redundant, very popular for zonal HA. Scenario. Correct, correct, correct. And uh, uh, you're absolutely right, Goran. It does come with uh, you know, ZRS capabilities uh, uh, um, and uh, you know for zonal HA, et cetera, I think. Uh, 
NFS premium files definitely comes into play. And um, so with that, uh, I think uh, uh, I'll see if there are any questions from Robert or Goran, and then and then I can quickly talk about what's coming up with respect to um, you know uh, a premium V2 and also Azure files. So actually, then let, let me ask you one question. So so we had the list. Actually, let me let me quickly go back um, to the slide with the different storage options and when. When you take a look at that, uh, do you have a do you see a trend from customers? Like what what are they? What is the? I mean, there's probably not a typical customer, but um, what do you see mostly used? I mean, for example, I can tell um, I'm 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 still a huge fan of the SAP Cloud Appliance Library, where I can just deploy my sandbox system. And honestly, from from a pricing perspective, I have some systems that just use standard SSD because I I I know I mean it's it's not supported, but it's Good enough for me, and and you're saying here non-prod DBMS, and and that's exactly my case. So, for me, standard SSD, SSD is 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 the perfect fit. But I guess um, when when we look at really production workload, do you, I think you mentioned that premium SSD V1 has obviously been used mainly by customers in the in the past, but I guess there's now a trend towards V2 um, and Azure NetApp files, or what what do you see? So. I think uh, you know um, for letting customers choose. I think here's what I'm I'm, I'm particularly witnessing uh, is that uh, there are customers uh, who, who are running scale out. Uh, you know, and we can go into some of our reference customers, right? I think uh, uh, it's in, it's a public case study about. Uh, um, yeah, I think one of the. Uh, I would say cool drinks manufacturer, soft drinks manufacturer uh, in North mm -hmm. America. They run uh, are roughly about a 48 terabyte HANA uh, um, system. Uh, there's a, a retailer uh, uh, who runs a 100 terabyte Oracle system. Yeah, and they need they need uh, snapshots. And uh, um, there is, uh, uh, you know, uh, another uh, medical manufacturer, uh, you know, who's global outside of the U.S., who is looking to run a 90 terabyte uh, um, uh, HANA scale out. HANA, think, HANA oh, scale out, yeah, yeah. And uh, um, so, all those customers who are, who are looking to run huge systems mm -hmm. uh, on HANA scale out, they choose Meta yep, because of yep. the ability to do the yep. standby mode. And uh, I talked about the Oracle uh, system, right? Uh, a customer really love the ability to, uh, you know, take snapshots and, um, uh, you know, given the BM profile too, right? As I said, the NFS protocols comes with certain advantages, especially the network throughput, et cetera. So, and customer want a little bit more network throughput compared to what uh, a traditional st uh, um, storage throughput uh, uh, provided. So again, that is one of the reasons why customers mm -hmm. choose uh, um, Azure NetApp files. Now, majority, majority of our customers are running on premium SSD V1 for the production workloads. And uh, uh, be it, uh, you know, um, HANA, be it like SQL, Oracle, DB2, customers are super happy about it. It does remember also that Premium SD comes with some native integration features like ASR, uh, Azure Site Recovery, or Azure Backup integration, and like able to take HANA snapshot through Azure Backup, et cetera. Customers love that. And mm -hmm. that's the reason they choose Premium SSD we want. 
So premium density V2 was announced. It was actually created uh, around our uh, SAP uh, tech head uh, last year. Um, so mm -hmm. we definitely, given the fact that uh, we provide a lot more uh, uh, um, levers back to our customers to configure size, throughput, IOPS, etc. Uh, yes. I think definitely customers will will see an uptick in uh, in we see up we will we expect uptick in uh, SSTV2. But of course, SSTV2, uh, you know, we'll open up our uh, public documentation and then we'll talk about uh, uh, the, the the aspects, the boundary conditions in which today the premium V2 is offered, and we'll see how we kind of expand the boundaries a bit. For customers, one like like there are some customers uh, who, who want like. A kind of this uh, iSCSI NVMe kind of performance, and they want it on disk. And uh, those offers, those scenarios, definitely customers are using UltraDisk. So, uh, and uh, you know, very specific. As I said, so it's a niche offering. So, UltraDisk is a niche offering. To kind of sum it up, I think uh, if you have, if you want HANA scale out with a standby node uh, or you know ultra uh, uh, quick ability to clone and create those shared snapshots etc. NetApp I think will work. Uh, snapshots also work great with premium SSTV one, but depending upon what your profile is, as I said the protocol does provides a, a little bit of an advantage uh, uh, or each has each has own advantage. So I think uh, customers like they will will, will love premium SSTV one as well. Yeah. Uh, and then once we have, uh, uh, you know, as I said, expand the boundaries on premium SSD V2, definitely customers can 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 use uh, uh, premium SSD V2 as well. So something to keep in mind: premium SSD uh, V1 and V2 are kind of a traditional storage protocol. They are not mm -hmm. on NFS, right? You can use it as NFS, but you have to get NFS server for that. So yeah. uh, if you want to really use the shares for application layer, we'll have to use our Azure files. Does it answer your question, Olga? Yeah, perfect. Yeah. yeah, I would say from a performance V2, when you look compared to the V1, which is a bread and butter, as you say, yes. I mean, by default, sub millisecond latency, which means you can use for not just on M series, but on E series as well. And it's not just for the log disk, but for basically any data disk and all the databases. So that's really cool, cool to see. I mean, these kind of latencies throughput. IOPS is crucial for the DB performance, meaning also an overall SAP performance, right? Mm -hmm. So this is really encouraging to see it. So I'm I'm looking forward to hear hear some new features through them. <laughs> what is coming? Absolutely, yeah, so. absolutely. I mean, like uh, as I said, right? I mean, like we want to do uh, 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 the best for our customers, and like. Uh, uh, technically, uh, once uh, we kind of like a full-fledged uh, offering of premium SDV2, uh, the TCO also we are working towards ensuring that uh, uh, you know premium SDV2 or provides better TCO for our customers as well. As I said, right, the entire offering uh, that I talk about, like storage in tandem with the M series, uh, which I promised to come and speak about in a few months. It is uh, uh, it is about making operationally easy for our customers, providing better features, uh, and like basically what Satya keeps saying, right? Do more with less, right? Um, so it also means that we have to go work hard, especially in our macroeconomic conditions, to go uh, provide better TCO for our customers and like mm -hmm. uh, options that will make uh, uh, in the architecture simplified, etc. I think uh, that's. That's where we are going towards, and like that's the theme you will start seeing very, very uh, clearly in both uh, our compute and storage offering, especially in the context of SAP. And I think when you mentioned the the last part, yeah, I think it's very important that V2 is in some combination much cheaper than V1, yeah, 
And if you consider that you can somehow create the price based on, on different uh, setup uh, settings you have on, on the storage, how big storage is, uh, how big throughput is, and how much IOPS you have, and combine that, and also combine that on, with Stripe set if you want to have Stripe set, yeah? then you can really achieve huge savings uh, in compared to V1. I think this, this is an yeah. additional plus on top of V2 performance. Absolutely, Robert. I think absolutely. I think uh, I also like to say it's anecdotal. Uh, uh, you know, uh, as most of you know, I've been working on SAP and Azure for like nine years now. Uh, the also the market shift and the customer and partners are more informed. So when we started a premium V1 offering, we had to go a little bit more more recommended architecture, yeah. a little bit of like a pre-baked solution. Now customers like, hey, I want more control. I want to control more IOPS and throughput. I want more levers that I can play with, right? I think that's where I think this entire premium V2 construct uh, uh, fits in. So as I said, right, I think as the industry keeps moving, I think we are actually also influencing a lot about how the industry also moving uh, towards. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, you see the premium V2 coming up and like we are maturing offering across the board. So yeah, that's Robert really good point because premium V2, it's really kind of fully cloud separated service. So meaning you pay for the differently for the size, for the IOPS and the full throughput if you need more, Okay, you dynamically increase it, no downtime. You pay more. I don't know, you need because certain period of time you need more storage performance. When this is gone, you know, you downsize it, you know. So that's really cool. Basically, you are paying for what you are really using or needing and change those kind of, uh, um, I mean, um, performance layer without any kind of downtime again, which is important for the availability, right? So that that's yeah. nice. I like those. And I mean, you know, additional to that, uh, to this dynamic up and down, uh, if you have some kind of static system or at least some, some kind of static system where you don't expect such a huge grow in some several years, you can still use the Stripe set with V2 in, in, in a way top, that you can yeah. That yeah. you can say because on every disk you have a uh, predefined uh, 3000 IOPS, I think, and 125 uh, megabit per second. Yeah. So you can say, okay, I need more, but you can split that in small chunks because you can say, okay, I, I need three times 133 gigabyte storage, and you will uh, treat uh, three times more uh, IOPS, three times more uh, throughput. Probably with less price if you somehow on one disk try to extend that. So you know yeah. the flexibility is amazing on V2. Yeah, not absolutely, just on, 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 on the pricing side, you can really polish it to your <clears throat> to your needs and sometimes really save a huge amount of money on, on the this on the on the storage side. Mm -hmm. I like yeah. it. It's very very dynamic on on on. Almost all dimensions, so to say. <laughs> Absolutely, I think uh, you make up a very good point. You can still go Stripe, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, if you want to do it premium SAV too. But one thing I'll caveat: you don't have to Stripe it for raid reasons. I think uh, the storage and disk that we we provide in our platform is already had, you know, uh, and we are taking care of enough failure points. So you don't have to yes. do it for yeah. uh, RAID reasons. Uh, but if you want to do it for other reasons, like what Robert mentioned, you can go go to the Striping app. Cool. So what is the roadmap then? What's coming yeah. up? <laughs> so, let's talk about a little bit of the premium uh, SSD V2 and uh, let's talk about what the boundary conditions today is and then, uh, you know, we can see, okay, hey, you know, uh, oh, you know, what is coming up? 
Uh, first, let me talk about the second bullet here, region availability. So it's available in uh, US East and Western Europe at the moment. Uh, you will see in the next, uh, I would say, definitely in the next 12 months, uh, we will see a lot more uh, regions like that. And uh, uh, you know, if you have any particular uh, uh, question about which region is coming up for any of the customer or partner watching the show, reach out to us and like you know, and like we can give you a little bit more. Uh, uh, I would say um, uh, accurate data about when things mm -hmm. are going to land in a particular region. So I want to say that. And let's scroll up a little bit. Um, so you should, uh, 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 you know, with reg with regards to, uh, 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 you know, uh, limitations. Let let's talk about uh, uh, the third one. You know, snapshots, right? Snapshots. Uh, uh, it's in progress. It's 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 uh, you know, it's cooking right now, and uh, uh, you know the chef is almost ready to deliver. So you should within a matter of weeks we should see uh, uh, snapshots uh, 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 coming up. And uh, uh, you know, again, like uh, 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 AV set support is cooking as well, um, and I should backup support is cooking as well. Um, and like we're looking into like uh, you know enabling uh, 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 the encryption as well. So uh, uh, I think it's already supported. Uh, so uh, it'll be G8. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, later part of this year, uh, we we should see. Uh, um, uh, the live resize, uh, online resize, etc., also uh, coming up at uh, you know the later part of this year. So, I think uh, uh, I think the key features that we are looking at, uh, I think uh, around snapshots mm -hmm. or AV sets, especially by SAP customers uh, who are still on AV sets. I think uh, uh, you know you should see all these things lined up. One thing to also note, I think we'll talk about a little later, uh, is that uh, the entire AV set construct also is shifting. So uh, we are uh, uh, moving towards uh, what we call it as uh, uh, VMSS uh, Flex uh, Virtual Machine Scale Set. Um, so I think we are moving into that construct, and uh, uh, you know we encourage customers to deploy Zonal. Um, so I know AV sets, you know, it's something that uh, we started with. If customers would, a lot of customers like it for various reasons, right? Especially on latency and stuff, and the high availability, you know, within a particular zone. Uh, but you know, zonal architecture. I think the envelope also is, uh, uh, zonal envelope also is like you know, provide good performance uh, compared to where we were uh, much earlier. So zonal uh, is is a recommended uh, configuration. But if you like to still first uh, scale out, etc. The AV set construct is changing towards more uh, VMSS flex. Um, that's another uh, uh, thing that we like, uh, and I like to come back and speak about. Uh, uh, you know, at when it's a little later, I think uh, it's going to be like more like uh, second half of this year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, why don't we also uh, this kind of like uh, 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 where we are directionally headed with uh, uh, premium SSD V2. Uh, I think same thing for uh, Azure Premium files as well. Uh, um, so you would see, um, you know, most of the regions does have premium files offering. And if you kind of like click into the features, I think the encryption element is kind of cooking as well. Uh, you know, uh, anytime it's a lot of cooks in the kitchen for sure. Uh, so cooking all these uh, uh, features for us, uh, you should see that encryption also land in, uh, uh, you know, uh, mid of this year. Uh, we should also see uh, um, snapshot support and uh, uh, back. I should back up integration also uh, kind of uh, um, you know land uh, at a kind of like I would say later half of this year. I think that's where we're directionally headed. Uh, don't quote me on all the roadmap items. Is all uh, <laughs> uh, you know um, um, 
uh, of course, uh, something that we are planning and we're doing. And, uh, uh, you know, given all those things that are going on around the world, I think it's very directionally headed. Yeah. Uh, that's why I want to say it's OK. It's all direction which you're going towards. And uh, and if you want any specific uh, decisions to be made uh, for more contextual uh, uh, or subjective uh, uh, deep dive, we are happy to come back and like you can reach out to me. Um, and uh, my email is siddrab at microsoft.com, sidrab at microsoft.com, and uh, you know, reach out to us and like you know, we'll 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 be able to give you a little, little bit more targeted guidance if you like. Perfect. Sid, thank you so much. I think that was a very comprehensive, very good um, overview of all the different uh, storage options, the recommendations. Also, I, I, I like what you said here. There's a lot of stuff cooking in the kitchen, and uh, it's, it's clear that we'll we'll see some some cool few, uh, new features in the future. So thanks very much for absolutely, that. Absolutely, absolutely. I think more regions, more features. Uh, you know, I think. Uh, uh, we are actually like you know all the cooks are working overtime to deliver all these things for our customers. So uh, as I said, right, I think we want to like uh, move towards the direction of uh, as Satya keeps saying, do more with uh, less. Mm -hmm. So we want so, to so uh, enable is, quick for customers. Sorry? The feast is coming for the less money, you know. The feast Absolutely. is coming. Yes. Actually, it's uh, uh, you know it's it's, it's, it's a large. Uh, yeah. uh, it's going to be a little bit of a large buffet uh, yeah. offering. You're, you're going to like you know. Uh, it's going to be a little bit difficult to make some uh, uh, good choices between the gravies sure. and the curries and uh, appetizers. So that's <laughs> good. It's good. So. I have to say, Golan, you know, let's first jump and then say, hop, yeah, not to wise special. <laughs> so one question, Sid. Uh, I mean, you know, I know that it's very naively to uh, ask something like that, but you know, customer and partner take assumption. Okay, this is block storage, both of them, version one, version two. So automatically they ask, okay, is there any way to transfer something to version one to version two? I know the answer, but just I want to maybe to also have that on video from your side. So uh, let's go with the answer that you have, and like, can I help you build with that? So because like you know, I do come with an internal perspective. Mm -hmm. um, so Robert, you work a lot with partners. What's the perspective that you have, and then I can build on that. I didn't get the question. What's more? So you said you know the answer. So yeah. uh, I want to, what is the perspective? I want to see what I want to hear from you, what answer you have, and then I can help to build on, on, on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, in most cases, you know, partner, partner like managed service providers, you know, they, they somehow managing the, the customer systems and they have already some landscapes and they already have mm -hmm. something problem with generation one on an M series and they want to support it to generation two. So they get it. They need to do the physical migration. But now they will like to take the advantage of, of V2 and especially customer will like to have that because of potential savings, potential maintenance options, and so on and so on. So they asking, okay, how to migrate systems which are based on V1 to systems based on V2? That yeah. was the main question. Yeah. So yeah, I get that. So I think uh, uh, the, the available solution right now is uh, a snapshot migration, uh, take from premium, you know, V1 and like, you know, get this from uh, V2 can do that. Uh, there's an entire team, as I said, uh, who's working on to optimize this entire process. Uh, to make it uh, relatively easier for our customers. It could be, uh, you know, both first party and also uh, we are exploring other options to go uh, to go accelerate the entire process of uh, doing that. So, so it's a good segue to uh, a little bit of what I wanted to think, uh, share also. If customers are wanting to go do a mass migration from V1 to V2 
at a point in time when like a lot of features are cooked and available, reach out to us and like, you know, we do have some options that, uh, uh, you know, that is not kind of like a GA announcement ready, uh, et cetera, but like, you know, we're happy to work uh, uh, with our customers with, uh, uh, you know, and also give a roadmap about what's coming up, uh, uh, you know, to help that facilitate that migration process. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. Good. I think with that, uh, we are uh, good at the end. Um, again, th Sid, thank you so much for, for joining us. And um, as you said, we will we'll definitely see you again for um, an update on the M series, uh, The so, so some insights there. And I'm sure when we'll have new uh, information on storage, uh, it would be really great to see you also again here on the show. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, as I said, like, you know, all the heavy lifting has been going on for uh, 36 months, 18, 36 months. I think it's going to this year of, uh, I would say, uh, uh, I would say the moment of truth, right? So I think there's a year of truth. So uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, we'll have more opportunities and exciting updates coming up in the next few months. Thanks, okay. thanks, thanks a lot for having me on the show. Uh, and uh, uh, nice to talk to our customers and partner of the show as well. Thank you so much. Perfect. Thank you, everyone. See you next Thank time. You. See you. Bye-bye.